Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Infused with Light. Today I am joined by Ryan, known on Instagram as Brittany the Sagittarius, and she describes herself as seeking truth and wisdom on the quest to free Brittany. She is heavily involved <laughs> in the movement. Today we are going to break down what the Free Britney movement is all about, why you should care about the conservatorship, especially if you are a creative type or an artist, solutions and outcomes for the foreseeable future and all things Britney Spears. So welcome, Ryan. I'm so looking forward to your knowledge and insights on this topic. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. So I guess I wanted to start off by asking like, how did you arrive at this position of being so heavily involved in the Free Britney movement? Oh, geez. Um, well, I guess I, you know, I always kind of felt kind of weird about the conservatorship just because I do have a history of um, working with clients who have dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, so I certainly was familiar with the concept of a conservatorship. Um, but, you know, beyond that, it, it just, it never really felt right for me. So then when the podcast came out of Britney's Graham, where there was that emergency episode, um, you know, of a, of a paralegal really alleging a lot of really um, disturbing things, such as like Britney has been put into a mental health facility against her will, um, you know, her dad's making her take medication against her will. It just was really alarming to me. And um, that really made me feel like, okay, I guess we're finally going to talk about the conservatorship. And so I kind of just dove head first into it. And um, I noticed um, my friends and family were a little sick of me talking about it <laughs> too much. Um, I'm definitely like the Britney person in my kind of circle of people. And um, <laughs> you've come to the so right I had sense that they were a little sick of it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely, um, you know, as much as they were interested and intrigued by it, they, um, they weren't as, as, engrossed in it as I was. So I thought, you know what, I better um, open an account. Um, some other uh, Britney accounts had encouraged me. And um, that's kind of where I just started going way deeper into the movement. Yeah, like, I think what we probably should do is just a lot of people just heard like some, some like rumblings about free Britney. But do you want to talk us through very basically? So first of all, what is the conservatorship? Because I don't really feel like in Australia, gosh, you're probably going to really school me on this. But I don't have that. And it, it concerns me as a writer, as someone who cares right. about the arts industry. I'm like, is that a thing? And like in Australia as well. But I was like, what is this conservatorship and, and why should people care about it? Right. Um, so I'm not aware. I'm not sure if, if Australia has it or not. I, a lot of countries don't have anything even similar to yeah. conservatorships. Um, some do, but it, it seems fairly uniquely American. Um and essentially what a, conser a conservatorship is, is that there's, well, one, there's different types of conservatorships. So um, I know a lot of people tend to think that like Britney Spears is in a conservatorship because they think she's um, quote unquote crazy. Mm -hmm. um, there are conservatorships for people who have mental health issues that are so severe that they really do need someone to step in and help them with their life. Those type of conservatorships are called LPS conservatorships. However, Brittany is not in an LPS conservatorship. She is in what's known as a general probate conservatorship. And these are something that is intended, um, you know, the courts have these as a protective system for people who have dementia or Alzheimer's or have severe developmental disabilities. Um, 
they're certainly not meant for people who can be doing world tours, um, learning tons of choreography, doing yoga moves, all the things that we've seen Brittany do. Yeah. Um, oh, so sorry. I, I, so I, I'm sorry. I certainly didn't explain it that well. I'm so sorry. Um, I, uh, so can, what they do is essentially like they're in charge of everything of this person, all of their, you know, their personal decisions, their medical decisions, their financial decisions. Like they really are supposed to take care of this person, um, you know, and so that certainly makes sense for people who, you know, have dementia and truly have no idea what's anything's going on at all. But, um, you know, kind of the whole debate is that this doesn't seem like it's appropriate for Brittany, whether she needs more support or not, having no say in all of these decisions in her life, that just doesn't seem um, appropriate on a, on a legal level. And it's definitely seems wrong on a moral and ethical level. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, and, and as, as you've just put, you know, it's, it's a form of abuse and control, ultimately. And, and that's absolutely. And we're seeing that happen so much to artists um, coming out and speaking out about the levels of control that they've had, which is really disconcerting. Um, yes. Incredibly so. So I think the closest thing now that you've sort of spoken about that, I, I mean, I remember when my parents were sick, we signed something called a guardianship, which, me which means you can act on their behalf. Like if, if they're, you know, that's more in a health like if they're not able or well enough to make those decisions, but it, it really is a duty of care. And this sounds like it's a complete dictatorship on her behalf. Right. Um, so in California, they, they call them conservatorships in a lot of other States, they do call them guardianships. Okay. Um, but so, so they are, it, it varies from state to state. And that's kind of the problem too, is that there's not a lot of federal oversight with these conservatorships. It's really left up to the States to do this. And it just seems that like, they're really not looking into this conservatorship um, and not just Brittany. Like this is a situation that happens to a lot of people and we're seeing all kinds of abuse. We're seeing, you know, emotional, physical, and, and certainly financial abuse happening really across the board. Um, it, it's, it's rampant and it's something that's, that it's really happening in the United States. Yeah. And so for people listening, so it's her father that is in complete control. Is that correct of her? I know there's been some developments that we'll get into, but yeah. Yeah. So, so there's two sides of this conservatorship. So it's, it's one whole conservatorship for Britney Spears, but it's split into two sides. And it is conservatorship of the person, which is like her personal and medical decisions, day-to-day -day things, and then conservatorship of the estate. And um, that's all of her finances and assets. It was Jamie Spears, her father, as conservator of her person, really from the beginning um, until last year around this time, when he actually decided not to be conservator of her person anymore. Um, he said it was for health reasons, but there was a restraining order filed against him by Britney's sons. Um, so after that happened, he stepped down and it became Jody Montgomery in charge of Britney's person. However, Britney's father does remain as the sole conservator of her state. So that means even though he's not in charge of her like personal decisions anymore, he still has control over all of her finances. Yeah, gosh, it, it's so scary. And I think uh, yeah. something frustrating for me when I've tried to engage in a conversation with people about this is they kind of roll their eyes at me and think, oh yeah, yeah, another rich celebrity. Like they don't really understand right. the intricacies of it. Um, and so, you know, I really, I just can't stress this enough. Like it, it's, it's a big deal. And especially for those, those people in that entertainment industry. Um, I guess I wanted to talk about 
there have been some developments lately. So do you want to maybe talk us through where we're at now and, and where we're heading with the, the Free Britney movement? Oh my. Um, yeah, I like that you bring up that it really is important. This really, you know, it is really easy to dismiss it as that like, oh, it's just another rich celebrity, blah, blah, blah. But um, this really is a human rights issue and it's a disability issue. Um, whether or not Britney Spears has a disability, we, just by her being in a conservatorship, it's been deemed that she's incapacitated, at least in the eyes of the court. Um, so, um, sorry, I, I kind of, I, I, that's a little tangent there. But oh, I love yeah, that. I love it, tangents. It, we can tangent here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, it really is something that can happen to every, anyone. Um, you know, there, other celebrities have been prey to conservatorships in the past, um, such as Casey Kasem, who actually had the same attorney as Britney Spears has, the one that was appointed to her by the court. Um, but it, it can happen to regular people too. And th that's something that people really need to understand. Um, you know, unless there's major changes made to this system, any of us could be victim to it. I mean, any of us in the United States anyways. Um, but as far as recent developments, um, what's going on right now is because James is the sole conservator of Britney's estate, he used to have um, another guy named Andrew Wallet. That he, he, those two were the conservator of Britney's estate for a long time. Um, then in March of 2019, Andrew Wallet really abruptly left. Um, we still aren't really exactly sure why. Um, it may be because Britney wasn't performing anymore, so she didn't need that much oversight over her finances because less money was being brought in. Um, there's a bit of debate there. But anyway, so he left and it, it was just Jamie in charge of Britney's finances. So now Britney's recently kind of been like, you know what, I want more say in my life and the decisions that go on in this conservatorship. And she has said that she doesn't want her father to be the sole conservator of her estate anymore. She really wants this um, fiduciary company called Bessemer Trust, which has been around for a long time. They, they manage uh, billions. Like, yeah, independent body. Is that right? Yes, they're independent, which is really important. You know, they have nothing to do with this conservatorship. It's someone who, who, who does, they really do this for tons of clients. They manage so much money. Um, so Britney Spears' money would certainly kind of be a drop in the bucket for them. They, they're, they're very capable of doing this. They're, they're certainly, a, a, I think it's a very sound decision, in my opinion. Yeah. I wanted to talk about just the levels of control and perhaps the filters that we're seeing. So her Instagram is something that has come up a lot in various social media uh, things um, that I follow. Um, I'm pretty open-minded, so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going down some rabbit holes and, can, you know, some conspiracy things. So does she have control over what she's posting or does that need approval? Do you know? Um, we really don't know. Uh, you know, her brother did this interview with As Not Seen on TV where, um, you know, his answer was kind of, confusing. It seems like she does have some element of say of what goes on. Um, it also seems that she uses a desktop version of the app rather than like a phone app. These are all things we're just kind of piecing together. We, we don't know for sure. Um, yeah. And a lot, a lot I would... I would think pretty much any celebrity kind of needs things approved though, you know, at the, at the end of the day, or like if they post something problematic, people are going to tell them, Hey, you need to get rid of that. Yeah. I mean, I, that, it's really interesting following some, um, some forums and things where people are like sort of commenting on, you know, Britney's well-being. Like it's been revealed that she, you know, she was wearing a top, you know, like 17 times, but she's now addressed it, that that's part of project Rose. And I was wondering well, right. how, can she, how can she do a project when she's got no control? Like it's very, 
it's interesting to me to see it unfold because I, I love her, but I guess um, it's, it's just, it's so hard to know what we're seeing and what we're being shown in the media. Like uh, it, it concerns yeah. me. She's so controlled. Like is she control? It, it does look like she's, you know, she's always just in a house. She's not really, she's right. I mean, I know it's COVID, but it, it's, that's also to me, that's a bit of an alarm bell and a red flag that it's kind of, she seems to be confined to just that one space. Right. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell what exactly Brittany is allowed to do and what she's not allowed to do. We do know the parameters of the conservatorship, but um, certainly conservatorships kind of come down to they're as controlling as the conservator wants them to be. Just like how, you know, essentially Brittany's in the custody of these people, much like how children are in the custody of their parents. So if you've got strict parents, you're, it's going to be kind of tough for you. If you've got more open-minded parents, it's going to be a better situation for you. It's, it's kind of like that. Um, you know, we do know that Jamie, her father, had to step down last year. Um, and since then, Jody Montgomery became in charge of her. And Brittany has said that she's okay with Jody remaining conservator of her person. So whatever decisions Jody's making or like whatever, the, you know, how they're communicating. It seems to be working for Brittany at this point. Um, so for me, I feel a lot more relaxed ever since Jamie left. And um, I don't know, I kind of have a very different opinion on her Instagram than other people. It Share it, share it. Come on. This is <laughs> you know, I, I think it's because I, I worked as a caregiver for um, people with who actually like truly had dementia. Um, yes you know, they, they say that Brittany has dementia. I am very skeptical of that diagnosis. But anyway, um, I worked with people who, who definitely had dementia. I also worked with clients who had um, developmental disabilities. And uh, those clients were really fun to work with because they were a lot more um, engaged in community interactions and things like that, rather than the older um, clients I had. Yeah. And um, part of, you know, they all had social media. And we were just really mu very much instructed that we weren't really supposed to get involved in their social media because it's just a form of personal expression right. and really like we really don't have to be worried about anything they post as long as it's not a threat to themselves or other people um so for me i think that training just clicks in and i'm just like look britney's not threatening herself or anyone else she's actually engaging in a lot of natural supports and like personal interests so to me it looks healthy just but that just might just be my training. Yeah, no, and I, I just think back to, yes, the inverted commas crazy moment of the umbrella and the shaving the head. But, you know, I've seen so many documentaries on her and other celebrities and I'm, so I suffer from migraines. So I cannot mm -hmm. imagine what it would be like to have extreme flashing photography in front of my life, like all the time. Like you would say, goodness, like, I know. Like anyone who is human, like that's not a normal environment to sustain any type of alignment or, or healthy habits when you can't express your freedom in any capacity. So even before the conservatorship, in my opinion, she's always just been so, so harassed and harangued, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a great yeah. lifestyle that she's had since a child to me. So really like there's hardly any celebrities that can identify with the level of fame that Britney Spears has had and the, the level of just like focus that she continues to have. Um, really there's as famous as so many are that very few can really understand that her level in my opinion, anyways. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I wanted to touch on something. I watched a fantastic chat and it actually distressed me because um, it was talking about boycotting the Britney Spears brand. So first of all, I would like you to talk about like what, what the mm-hmm. reach of that is, what that encompasses. I mean, I love her perfumes and here I am thinking you're supporting someone. And then I right. listened to that and I was shattered. So do you want to let people know what that's about? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, essentially right now what's going on is Brittany has made it clear that she doesn't want to work right now. She's, it's really in like a form of protest in a way. She's sick of people making money off of her. So she just said, you know what? I'm done working. So just as like an act of solidarity, we are boycotting all Britney products, all any Britney brand, because we're realizing that this money, as much as we've thought like, this is, we love Britney and this is for us to support Britney. You know, I buy this because of Britney. It's not even going to her. It's going to these lawyers. It's going to these conservators. It's going to managers. It's like, how much is actually, you know, Brittany doesn't even have control over any of this. Um, So that's really the logic behind it. And as far as how far it wants to go, that's really up to people to decide on a personal level. I think it's just something more to be mindful of. Um, You know, like every time you do buy a Britney product, you are in a way funding this conservatorship. And um, we've also found a lot of like creative ways to get around it. So like, yeah, I I love Britney's perfume. Like, oh my gosh, I, that's like all I wear. And uh, back to my high school days, like curious. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Her commercials are amazing. Like everything about her perfume's good. The commercial's good. The whole package is good. And um, so, yeah, when they first were like, let's boycott the brand. I was like, oh my gosh, no, I need to buy her perfume. Yeah, right. Um, I'm a 38-year-old woman and I love it. I love smelling candy-like. Yeah. I need it. Um, But so a lot of people have said that you can, you know, you can buy from other Britney fans who have like overstock. You can get overstock off like eBay. We're just finding like ways to go around it. Um, And as far as like streaming music, we're using YouTube videos that aren't like the official video, like just kind of things like that. So you don't have to cut off Britney, but you can make it so like you're not funding any of this exploitation really. Yeah. Oh, it's so just, it really broke my heart. Like, and I guess I've got like, I have a really good friend who always plays, you know, the antagonist in my life. And she was like, well, how much money is she, is she getting? She's like, you know, she's got millions. And I was like, no, I think it's distributed. Like, I don't know whether there's, I know there's a lot of legal documentation floating around. So like, it's kind of like, well, what salary is she on? Like, do we know what we're talking about? Like, is she earning? So we know that she gets an allowance is what they deem it in the filings, an yep. allowance of 1500 a week, um, which certainly is a, a large amount of money. But when you're talking about how much money she's actually making, it, it's peanuts. Um, and also when you look at how much money all the people around her are making, oh, Brittany's making the least off of her. You know, Britney certainly has the least access to her own money. Um, you know, and it's it's not just about like the raw numbers of like, oh, she has X amount. It's the it's the point of that she's not being allowed to make these decisions of how it's managed, what she wants to invest in, who she wants being in charge of her career. She's not allowed to do any of that. And, and, um, and if she wants to spend money, right. it's like she can't even deem whether she wants to give X amount to her children, can she? I mean, I think that quite a bit of money is 
you know, like she pays for all, we know in filings before with Kevin Federline, like she pays for all of their school and like all the things that they really need. But, but yeah, it does raise the question of what's happening to their inheritance. Is that being put aside? You know, like what, what is going on with that? Because it really is, they're not just stealing from Brittany, they're stealing from her children. Something disturbing, and, and you can probably correct me on this, is like, and, and God forbid saying it, but if she passed away, that, that mm-hmm. was a tricky question. Like, then what happens to her estate, technically, like the estate of Britney Spears? That's what concerns me. Like, if, if inverted right. commas, a lot of celebrities can have accidents, et cetera, et cetera, which I hate to kind of go down those darker paths, but mm-hmm. what that's what concerns me like who then gets all her fortune if it's in this this tied up conservatorship that actually is very concerning um yeah I don't want to go down that dark path but it's extra concerning because there's um you know I don't know if it's true but there's rumors allegations of links to Britney's current um managers having associations with Michael Jackson's estate Prince's estate so they're very familiar with how to deal with estates after somebody passes. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely money to be made, even if she passed. Yeah, God forbid. I'm going to kind of yeah, pray no, a little bit I, here. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't like going down that road because I know it's a real fear for people. Um, but I think it's, But, it's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It, this needs to be fixed. Yeah. Like, this is the severity of it. Like, people just don't understand it. It's like... I know it's dark, but I think sometimes you have to go there so people understand the mm-hmm. severity of it. Like, imagine if that was you or your child or, like, it's, a, it's got right. a effect. And, and if people want to do their own research and put those pieces together about the other artists that you mentioned, that's, you know, there's plenty of things out there to do. But right. also hoping maybe you could explain, is it Andrew Wallet? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes, Andrew yeah. Wallet. Yeah. What is his role? Okay, so I kind of, I got, there's so much information, I tend to just kind of spew it all out. So, I love um, it, but we need it. I need to be educated, and lots of people want to yeah. hear about it. Right, so Andrew Wallet, um, he and Jamie Spears together were conservators over Britney's estate from the beginning. Then in March of 2019, he abruptly left. He just kind of like really left, and he said that like, if he wasn't granted relief to resign like immediately, like irreparable harm would happen to Brittany. And it was, it was very dramatic. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was very weird. And so I, I've, one of the probate attorney lawyers who like has really been involved in the free Brittany movement, uh, Lisa McCarley, she's amazing. She said that that could have been um, intentionally dramatic to get the court's attention to um, approve his request to resign like really fast. Um, that, you know, that's, that's her opinion. Um, so that could be an explanation for it. But um, so he left. And after he left in March of 2019, then it became just Jamie in charge of Britney's estate. Um, now, currently, Britney is saying she doesn't want that. She wants it to be Bessemer Trust. They are a fiduciary company. They are really experienced with all this. She wants them. She doesn't want Andrew Wallet. Um, or, and it seems that she doesn't want just her father either. And so her father is trying to be, is shooting back saying, no, it's going to stay me and Andrew Wallet like it was before. And it, at this point, it's just kind of this back and forth between Britney's father and Britney's, Britney and her lawyer being like, is it going to be Britney and Britney's dad and Andrew Wallet, or is it going to be Bessemer Trust? And that's going to be the battle for the next few months here. Um, 
the Free Britney movement, we certainly support Britney's decisions always. Uh, so we definitely want it to be Bessemer Trust. I think it's a really sound decision and um, it only makes sense for the judge to accept it, but it might have to result in a trial if J Britney's father doesn't step down. Yeah, which, oh, I can't imagine the, and just the whole process, like it's beyond stressful, like even, mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. sorry, there's one, I, so another thing about Andrew Wallet, yeah. he, what was really interesting is, so he resigned in March of 2019, but it was weird because just in November of a few months before he resigned, he asked for a raise and he was given a huge raise. And he actually, in the filings for the raise, specifically said he deserved a raise because Britney was doing so well. There was so many business activities that he just like needed to be paid more for all the work he was doing. And he also oh. called the conservatorship. This is in, in legal documents. He calls the conservatorship to be viewed as a hybrid business model. Oh, and that says so, it's, yeah, so it's like you can see why Brittany does not want this man managing back in her life for managing her finances. She wants a professional company. Yeah, I wish I had the um, documentation in front of me, the filing that was posted, and she was pretty much, she was very explicit about what she wanted. So that was, um, I'm, I'm really proud that she was able to voice herself because a lot of people in these yes. positions, there's that fear of speaking your truth because you have been controlled. And yeah. Yeah, there's all that sort of post-traumatic stress, I like, a whole heap of things. Exactly. I like that you bring that up because I do think it's confusing for a lot of people. Like, why hasn't she said anything? Why has this gone on so long? And I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Like, the court systems are incredibly corrupt. Um, it really is a very difficult situation to get out of legally. It's, it's easy to get in, but it's, it's hard to get out. Um, and then, like you said, yeah, there's this level of, you know, just control and being told that, you know, if you're incapable and then you've add the whole family dynamic in there too, it's, I, I, my heart really goes out to her. And yeah, I, I also, I'm so proud of her for really getting the courage to stick up for herself. And she has every right to decide what's going on in her life. So good for her. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of on reflection was when this all kind of kicked off, I was reminiscing over the lyrics to some of her songs and I was thinking, you know, I can't help but wonder, you know, like I'm a slave for you. I know that's like kind of being right. sexualized, but I'm like, is there a hidden meaning there? Then also like overprotected, you know, like, you know, my it's my prerogative, like everybody talking, like she yep. very clearly often lyrics, like her lyrics are often, you know, I'm look at me, help me, I'm controlled. And it's it comes across as like asserting herself in a a powerful female aspect which is great but then there's also the underbelly of that i think to those lyrics and the the meaning and the connotations behind that especially like with toxic like it kind of was a bit of an eye-opener to me i was like wow it's in front of me this whole time and i haven't really put that together yeah um like you said prior that you know that there is this history of so many celebrities and stars being controlled um i think particularly in the music industry and, and particularly for any female celebrities um but it really seems in you know so that's just like a default setting for a lot of celebrities but it really seems like it's just an overdrive with britney spears it just has been from the beginning um and then yeah the now she's got this conservatorship yeah i'm sorry what I, I feel like it's the same as, you know, uh, Princess Diana, like that level of like, yes. hunger. And, and then I kind of wonder, well, 
what are the motives of everyone else and the the level of elite that we don't see the bigger picture necessarily of what's going on, you know? Exactly. I like that you brought up Princess Diana because I do think she's one of the few celebrities that is in the same category of fame as Britney has achieved. Um, What's really interesting about Princess Diana, Marilyn Monroe, and Britney Spears is they all have their moon in in Aquarius. Oh, my. So- Moon is in a yeah. <laughs> is it? Oh my goodness. So it's, yeah. yeah, like it's really interesting. It's like, you know, they've got this amazing, huge fan base of just people absolutely adoring and loving them. But yet like there's this kind of aloofness or almost like disconnect or them not quite understanding um, their position in it all. And uh, it's, when I found out those three all had the same moon, I just was like, oh my goodness, these women. <laughs> well, that- Let's maybe move into some more positive um, aspects. So in are there any alternatives to the conservatorship? And I've read a lot about the supported decision-making. So is that something that mm-hmm. the courts are presenting as, like, options? Like, you'll have to forgive me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a, that's, that's a big critique of this whole situation is that, you know, Brittany was having some struggles, and she def- it seemed like she definitely needed some support at the time. But a conservatorship was never an appropriate decision because conservatorships are supposed to be a last resort effort. You're really supposed to show what else have you tried before going into a conservatorship because a conservatorship is essentially a legal death. It's, it's that controlling. Like you're a child again, as far as the eyes of the court, you, you know, it's your parents have the legal authority over you or in this case, whoever your conservators are. But, um, Anyway, so some, some alternatives to conservatorship are um, like power of attorney. There's also rep payee. There's also even just having trust help you if you are someone who has a hard time with your money sometimes or it, a lot of people don't understand finances. So that certainly isn't in any way specific to somebody who's uh, disabled in any way. Um, yeah. And then, um, but yeah, like supported decision-making is a really, really great um, alternative to conservatorships, and it's actually being recommended more and more. It really kind of used to be in the past that if your child had any kind of disability, it was made to seem like you have to get a conservatorship, like you you have to, this is what's best for you. Now they're going away from that. And when I say they, I mean like the National Guardianship Association, um, you know, disability right communities. They, they're really wanting this more because supported decision-making is, is, is exactly what it sounds like. It's having an individual decide who are the people in your life that you really feel you can trust, whose opinions you'd like to factor into various decisions in your life. Um, you know, it, it really could be anything. And it, it may be in some situation, like, oh, I want some help in my finances, um, but I don't need help in, in taking medication. That I can do on my own. It really is customized to the individual. And you can see why that's just it's a lot better of a situation because it puts the individual at the center. It yeah. makes them really the one in control and they're just getting support like like we all do. We, we all ask other people for opinions and our Absolutely. decisions in our life. And that's, that's, that gets them to a healthier place, like much of empowerment, of healthy decision-making, of um, trusting their decisions, especially if you've been in a situation like this, you know, like also like if we took it a step further, like people who are in any abusive situation or a survivor of that, rebuilding um trusting themselves or self-esteem all that yeah that encompasses with um supported decision making and i 
am really astounded that that hasn't been at the forefront. Like, it just makes sense to me that they, I really hope that becomes, um, you know, something that comes into fruition. So. Yeah, it's, you know, any, any reputable conservatorship should be applying supported decision-making practices within the conservatorship anyways. Um, but they also are recognized in the court as an alternative to conservatorships. Um, so I, I really would hope that they, and it seems like a lot of Britney's filings, it shows that she's having some element of supported decision-making. Um, I'm just gathering that from the language they're using. They're showing that how they want Britney to be a part of this and how to learn about this and transition into this. And that's certainly supported decision-making. Um, so it could be used to be a part of Britney's conservatorship so that she can have more autonomy. It also could be used as a stepping stone to get her out of this um, if that's something that she eventually wants yeah definitely and even like gosh even understanding legal terminology and jargon like that can be very I've recently gone through that just yeah basic life matters and you think it, it's it can get convoluted it can get complicated and so I think having people there to help you navigate it through is just such such a sensible and better option so yeah um, yeah um certainly if, if you Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, you go. I was, yeah, I was just going to say, certainly if you need help making decisions in some areas of your life, that doesn't mean you're incapable of making decisions entirely. And um, it definitely is a skill that you, you can build on. And so, yeah, like you said, if, if there's been a lot of psychological damage of just not being allowed to make any decisions, um, they're going to have to rebuild that. And support decision-making is a really great way to, um, like you said, to build that self-esteem up, to get you back into the skill of decision-making. Because again, it really does take practice. Now, I know a big part of you is astrology. And you just mentioned before that Brittany's moon is in um, Aquarius. She is also mm -hmm. a Sagittarius. Are you also a Sagittarius? I am also a Sagittarius, and I'm yes. Aquarius, so team <laughs> fire. So yes, fire. Now, has your astrological interest and insights, have you transferred that into Brittany? Have you looked into the situation, into her chart? Do you have any interesting perspectives on that you want to share? Oh, boy. Um, well, I've been delaying. I've been wanting to do like a birth chart analysis on Brittany for a while, but I've just been delaying it because I just like want to do it justice. And I just feel I've got a Virgo rising, so I'm never satisfied with like anything, you know, I like want it perfect. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but some of the insight that I just am, I do think that it's really interesting that Brittany has um, a, has Saturn in her first house. She also has Pluto in her first house, but it's right on the edge. So she's got, and in her second house is Jupiter. So she's technically, Jupiter's conjunct Pluto, but then she's also has Pluto and Saturn in that same house. And I just think that is such a telling little blip of this whole situation of just her father being in control and just the money being combined. And essentially there's going to have to be a huge transformation for Brittany to come into like truly her own self. Um, maybe that, maybe that's a little too niche or that's too my thing. But um, do you know what I mean though? Like I, I find that part of her chart quite interesting. Yeah. Um, another thing that is really interesting is she has, she's not just a Sagittarius, she has the stellium in Sagittarius. So she's like a true Sagittarius. And I just think, out of all the signs to put in a conservatorship, 
Sagittarius is the worst one. Like they, they really need freedom. They, they, this is not right for her at all. Um, I do think she's also eventually going to write a book because that stellium in Sagittarius is in her third house and she's got Mercury in that third house as well. So she's got everything it takes to be an amazing writer. Oh, and what a story she will have to tell. And, and what an ultimate way to, to speak her truth and, and her real Mm -hmm. self, not the manufactured self that we've seen. Right. um, I can imagine that, that loss of identity, then a rebuilding of a new identity, refining yourself. That's a huge journey in itself. Like it's, it's a lot. And I guess Mm -hmm. something that has been a little bit of a buzz in the, uh, in the spiritual community, which I like to double around him and, and part of is that she has been posting things that are a little bit more alternative. And I was really loving the fact that she posted the crystal Bible, the cover of the book. And she said, you know, call me weird, or I'm just paraphrasing. She's like, you know, I really like them. And I was like, yes, that's not weird, Brittany. Lots of people use crystals. Not weird at all. Energetic healing properties. I just want to like, you know, go to her and put her in a big like rose quartz bath or something that's like (laughs) loving and like wrap her up or put her in like an amethyst cave and just be like, you just stay here. We'll just heal you. (laughs) Just look after you. And um, she's, you know, she's really exploring. She's posting some interesting facets that we haven't seen before. So what do you think? Do you think this is a shift do you think it's always been there or do you think it's just time that she's sort of finding a different path um well as a Sagittarius I think that like she's always been into this stuff um you know we know that she's dabbled in like Kabbalah which is quite mystical um she's done that in the past so I just think she's had this uh proclivity towards it always but I think yeah she is being more open about it um I know there's she is Christian um so but I don't know if there's been like a push of her to Hey, don't talk about this other stuff. Just talk about Christianity. Um, But I like how she's showing that you can be Christian and you can also like be into these alternative things and believe in healing properties of things. And I really like with the crystals that she specifically said, I have 33 crystals. Yes. Very interesting Um, number for those of you into New York. Very. Very. She literally picked a master number and I was like, okay, Brittany. Like I just... (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like, I I love that she's doing this. I think it's so cool. And um, yeah, I do think some people are thinking that she is weird about about it. But like, this is honestly, I mean, it's not weird at all. It's literally a billion dollar industry. Yeah, totally. Um, Like, I'm not someone who resonates um, hugely with crystals, but I definitely have a few that I have around me. And mm-hmm. I also just like the fact that she was talking about, you know, chakras and colors and, and different yeah. things, I think, um, which then is going to lead me down the, the path that I've been entertaining with some of my um, friends is that this notion that she might be an energy worker or a light worker. I mean, to me, that's a given. She expresses through dance movement that in itself is a form of energy um yeah like bringing everything you know her dance movements and I used to always think her and Michael Jackson in particular um as someone who speaks light language uh that's an interesting expression of energy codes and and bringing that frequency through yeah I definitely think Brittany's an an energy worker light worker even even if she's not meaning to she's definitely doing it she's got such 
a childlike, playful, kind of like fairy yeah, energy. Pixie elemental energy. Yeah. But yet like there's a calmness with her too. It's not all like, you know, it's, it's really interesting. And I, I notice when I watch so many of her videos, I catch myself smiling like I'm totally just smiling the entire time I'm watching her dance or something and I just think the energy of that in and of itself is that's magic it really is yeah and I mean gosh knows what she'll do when she when there's like an end date to this this chaos uh, I think it will be great for her to explore that like she has so, such a platform and such mm-hmm. you know like there's just so many things she could do, which, which makes me excited just all on its own. So that gets me. Yeah, definitely. Do you think, um, this is my own little theory, but like, do you think the yellow is her talking about her solar plexus? Absolutely. And that's, that's where you store emotional you? trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think she's a lot smarter than people give her credit for. Um, I think she's really in tune with her body. I just think that she hasn't been in a position that she's able to express that. And I think she's finally yeah. sniff it and good on her. Like, and also thank you for educating other people to perhaps go, you know what, this resonates with me. Maybe I'll go down that pathway. And then that leads them to their own discoveries, you know, like a little nudge here and there to, right. to do that. So what do you, have you got any more thoughts on the yellow and the, the solar plexus? Oh, I just, I do think that that's probably what she's going with. Um, Just because, you know, there's such an association where with like, if you're having low self-esteem or worthlessness, you know, like go, go to there, fix that, especially. And also like, if you feel like strong, if you feel confident, if you want like, you know, balance and health, like, I just think that all of these things are so relevant to what she's going through right now that, and just with the color, it, it just seems like it is. Um, and she's also, oh, oh, sorry, you go. No, I, I don't really have much to say with it other than that. That's kind of what I think the yellow is about. Um, whether it's it or not, I, uh, I think it's fun to explore these that's things. Right. You know, I, it, speculate. <laughs> um, yeah. Speculation is fun as long as it stays positive and not right. too, too scary, you know, um, what I, I like about it too is she, um, like me, loves roses and roses hold the highest frequency of love. If you look at everything, it yes. has a vibrational frequency. And I think that's also beautiful. I also don't know much about this Project Rose um, uh, that she's like she's mentioned that's on the horizon, but I think that's a beautiful combination. It's like she's embracing that love aspect, you know, and that, that's kind of mm-hmm. through her Instagram um, as well. Uh, I just, I think there's a lot of things coming into the light that are, that are curious and I'm, I'm really, there are, yeah, yeah, there is a rumor that, um, this is a rumor, so we don't know if it's true, but it's a rumor that Brittany does like see us as her roses and that whenever she's got these posts of just a rose saying like, God bless you all, that's a message for the movement. Um, I personally do subscribe to that belief. It, 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 it just makes me feel so happy. Um, whether it's true or not, it doesn't really matter for me because it keeps me motivated. It keeps me going. And it, it just does feel so loving. And it just makes me happy. Well, something um, that I really got a big smile on my face about the other day was on her Instagram. She posted this beautiful picture of a fairy and she wrote queen of the fairies. I'm like, you can't tell me that yes. she's having some remembrance, past life regression recall. Like 
And regardless of whether she isn't spiritual or not, that's a very feminine aspect. It's a very graceful imagery to be having. And I was looking at the comments and people just, people just don't understand. Uh, And people are like, what do the roses mean? People just keep going on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. It is really sad that they take this, like what I think is really beautiful, really just kind of mystical, fun energy and they make it into something dark and scary. Um, I think, you know, art is certainly open to interpretation, but it, it is unfortunate that so much of Britney's has been with a um, really weird kind of sinister interpretation when I think it, it's meant to be beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I guess it just depends on where people sit vibrationally and where they're at, you know, in their, where they're at, I guess. But I, yeah. I mean, I, I have loved her. I grew, I, I guess, and the reason why I feel invested in a sense is I grew up with her, I guess, like you did. Yeah. She was a huge part of shaping, gosh, my high school years, my university. Like, I remember where Absolutely. I was when, like, You Drive Me Crazy came out and I bought, like, <laughs> pants and I had the really cool club top and I thought I was doing <laughs> it and I tried to bleach my hair blonde and that went orange because it's brown like you know I just yeah just been such an inspiration to me and I you know I just it makes me sad it makes me so sad the whole thing but I'm hoping I'm hoping that things really turn around I'm just looking at her Instagram now looking at she's just you know she's got pictures of like roses everywhere and I just wanted to revisit that solar plexus one and I was about Mm -hmm. to say before too um yellow is my challenge color you know I think of the colors that I wear and surround myself with I find yellow the hardest and that's because that's an aspect of my emotional body that you know is is the biggest obstacle for me that emotional stress interesting so how do you know if a color is hard for you so you can do like um color therapy I actually have a friend who who, you know like when you get colors done for yeah I'm so sorry. I keep, I'm, there's sometimes a delay, so I keep interrupting you. I've been wondering if Brittany's kind of doing like color therapy. So yeah, sorry. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's like a technical term for it. Um, right. I, I, have, I have like chromotherapy, which is like when you're in an infrared sauna, you can choose like a color yeah. spectrum for your chakras. But um, right. You know, my friend does that. Oh, I think there's a particular name for it. She's going to murder me that I can't recall it off the top of my head. But it's basically, you know, like when you do your colors and what suits your body, what suits your aura. So for me, I wear a lot of blues and greens. It, it suits my coloring. I sort of have dark hair, green eyes, you know, and mm-hmm. yellow, when I put it up against me, it, it I love, like, I love yellow roses. I think I showed you the picture of that the other day, but yellow on me mm-hmm. makes me feel uncomfortable. So I think it's a real, um, and whenever I do any meditation or I've done any type of healing with any sort of kinesiologist or my own energy work, the solar plexus where, you know, we carry excess cortisol and emotional baggage, like that's just always, it's always come up for me. And so it's, yeah, I think color therapy is something that you can definitely look into. Um, yeah, I, I wonder whether you're right, whether she has been dabbling in that type of stuff. So, Yeah, know. I think she's just like honestly open to so many different forms of healing because her situation is so beyond comprehension almost that she's going to need all the help she can get. So 
She well, can get as many crystals and as, have as many favorite colors as she wants. She can wear as many goddamn rose crop tops as she likes. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I, literally she, she could post the same photo every day and I would love it. Like I, it's, that's up to her. Oh, I mean, I just spend a lot of time looking at her iconic outfits, which I know sounds a bit strange. But <laughs> I, have, you no. seen, have you seen her in, in concert before? I haven't, no. Um, I feel like a bad fan. I haven't seen her just because I grew up in a really small town. So like music, we had to drive kind of far to see any music. Yes. Yeah, so and um, yeah. And then like she did come to the college town that I was in when I was in school there. Um, but I was so poor. I couldn't afford to see her at all. And like, so I just like sat outside the concert venue and like listened as best I could. Oh. I remember when some colleagues I used to work with, they went and saw her at Vegas and I was just like losing my mind. But I saw her on the circus tour and okay. in, in yeah. Sydney and oh my gosh, when she went into um, Interval, this like big screen came down and I also listened to a lot of heavy metal music and there was this video clip of her and you can still watch it on YouTube and it's Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams that Britney Spears is like all amazing doing a dance doing a thing in it and I my mind was exploding oh my gosh yeah both fusion yeah that's the thing like Britney Spears really is an artist so I don't understand why people think so many of the things she does is strange because it's like aren't artists supposed to be a little out there like why are we weirded out by this yes (laughs) no one comments on Lady Gaga's weirdness Um, no no it's it's, art yeah and I think she would have been allowed to do a lot more things like that creatively if um, she wasn't in this conservatorship. There's been a lot of talk of how they've really, you know, not, they've gotten involved even in her, the direction her career's gone, her music is gone, which is just such an overstep. Like why, she's the artist. She's the one we want to see. We want to see what she's, what her ideas are. Yeah. She, and everyone's like, oh, she lip syncs. I'm like, I don't care. She's a whole don't care. artist. Like, I've heard it sure. too. It's like, who cares? Madonna does it. Lots of people do it. It's an entertainment. That's what I'm paying for. I'm pay. I'm not. Right. If I want to see someone like amazing, like vocally, then I'll see Adele. <laughs> you know, like right? It's, yeah. It's, like it's a different energy. It's a fun dancing, high vibe type of experience. I guess. Exactly. She's a performer. Nobody's ever said, oh, Britney Spears has the strongest, most powerful voice ever. You know, like she can sing. Yeah, she can. But like, she's not, she's known for the whole show. It's the whole experience. It's, you know, that's the choreography, the dancing. I like the costumes, everything. Like we need it all. (laughs) She made the VMAs. Like remember the snake and that outfit. 100%. Come on, people get with the program. She is an icon through and through. So, and I will argue with she really anyone in a positive way if they, they want to uh, say otherwise. So I guess something I also want to talk to you about is how can people listening uh, in Australia, I guess we kind of feel a little bit removed unless you're kind of a really big fan and you're immersed in it. How can people find out more? Are there any good resources? I'm going to pop all the links down below, especially to your page, which is full of amazing resources. But can people... Is there a call to action? Can they do something? Are there petitions? Yeah. um, So there are petitions. I don't know if they're still going on because they reached the amount of signatures they needed. Um, But there was one on change.org. There was also one sent to the White House. Um, So I think 
I'm sorry, I'm not explaining the petitions very well because I think we, we, we've kind of reached the point with them. But um, if you go to Free Britney LA, who is, um, his name is Kevin, and he's the guy who's at all of the uh, protests, the rallies that are in front of the courthouse every time that there's a hearing for Britney. He always does like a live um, video of the rallies so you can watch them there. And then also um, he and like a bunch of other of us, all of us in like the Free Britney Army, we kind of like get together and decide what will be the action items before each hearing. And so um, again, Free Britney LA, that's where you can go for links of action items to get a lot of information. Um, you also can go on, uh, on the, in, in the link in my bio, there's a timeline created by Leanne Simmons. Um, her and I have done this whole IGTV series on this, but it gives a complete timeline of the conservatorship. And not only that, it has links to you know um, media reports. It also has links to court documents. So it's really a great place if you want to have everything like consolidated and you want to be able to read all of these court documents. You want to read these past media clips. Um, it's a great place. So yeah, that's in the link in my bio. It's also in the link in her bio. Yeah, excellent. So if you are feeling the call to action, we'll definitely post those links below. I encourage you. And just if you care about music, like I think just just be curious and, and just educate yourself. Yeah. A bit. You know, I, I don't want to force any agendas on anyone, but I think. Oh, yeah. sorry. I just remember there's one, you know, so the call to actions do change every time, but they, they, they kind of about stay the same, but like a, one thing that people really can do if they want to understand the situation more as to like, how could this happen? How is this even legal? There are two really great documentaries. Um, one is called The Guardians, and it is available on Amazon Prime. It also is available for free uh, for Free Britney Advocates. Um, I can send you the flyer for that so that people can watch that documentary. Otherwise, um, there's also on the docu-series on Netflix called Dirty Money, there is an episode in season two called Guardians, Inc., and that also explains it very well. So yeah, those, um, if you want kind of more information to really understand the whole legal aspect of this, those documentaries do an amazing job. Yeah, I think it's very easy to get swayed and, and bogged down in what the media is, it's the snippets, I suppose, you know, like they're just the snapshot of what it is, and it's not really presenting the whole picture, I guess. So, all right, no. what, are, what is your favorite Britney Spears song? If you had to pick, do you have one? <laughs> It's so hard to pick just one, but I have recently decided that if I had to absolutely pick one, one that I never skip, I always yeah. want to listen to is um, Piece of Me. I oh, love Piece of Me. I love the video clip for that so mm -hmm. much. It's yeah. so good. Amazing. It's so good. I, I've, you see, it's tricky because I was like, what about you? Yeah. Well, I was like, I've got like favorite video clip, but that's not my favorite song, you know? So I don't know whether you have a favorite mm -hmm. video clip as well. Um, it's so hard to pick videos too, but I really like Do Something just because ooh. I think it's kind of like sassy and different. Yes. So I, I think if I had to pick just, it happened to a, a, like a really important time in my life. So it's very nostalgic for me, but I love the song. I'm mm -hmm. a slave for you. I love the dance routine. It is so good. I'm trying to learn the dance routine so badly, but it is hard. Oh, like, yeah. You're a dance 
It is so hard. I, I don't think people appreciate how difficult her choreography is until you try it yourself. It's yeah. I used like, to do um, like jazz, contemporary jazz um, at the Sydney Dance Company. They had like open classes and oh, wow. remember, uh, they did like Pussycat Dolls and then they did like some Britney choreography and I was all over. Like, I'm not a bad dancer, but this was like, this was next level. And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't. Right. I can't do that. But she's. Nope. Oh, sorry. It's just like, yeah, she's a great dancer. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I don't know why people underestimate Brittany. The, the woman has worked hard and she is good at what she does. Yeah. But I, there's just so many songs I think of like, but my favorite, vi- oh, I, I really liked Breathe On Me when I saw it live. I was so oh, mesmerized. So sexy. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. Like I have in the zone. I was in high school when that album came out and it like shaped me. Like it totally did. Like I love that album. It is so sexy. But then I, I'm just it depends what mood I'm into, but I like radar. Like I just like so many different songs. Obviously, um yeah. You Drive Me Crazy just takes me back to very you know, I just it's the soundtrack to my life, basically. So basically, honestly. Yeah. And it's so amazing that so many people all over the world really truly feel that way with Britney's music. It's, it really is a testament to her. Like she's, she's a legend. Yeah. Like there aren't many people who wouldn't know who she is, you know, like that, no. that's a, that's an accomplishment all on itself. And, you know, she did that all. Mm-hmm. The time. So, yeah, exactly. So is there any final messaging that you would like to leave people with? And I, I really thank you for your brilliant insights. And I really do encourage people to be directed to your Instagram because it is just such a wealth of information. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Um, you know, I guess if there's just anything that people, I really want people to understand is that, um, you know, this is a situation that isn't just happening to Britney. It really is about conservatorship abuse and how it's a very real problem and that any of us could fall victim to it. So we really do need to be paying attention. And um, we need to be sticking up for the members of society who, who actually do qualify for conservatorships. You know, I, I really do believe society is judged by how they treat the most vulnerable. And currently with how the laws are for conservatorship cases, we need massive reform if we want any kind of semblance of humanity within our society. Yeah, that's so true. I just wanted to thank you so, so much. I am so proud of the Free Britney movement. It is a little frustrating in Australia that I can't sort of like jump over to the rallies in LA and New York (laughs) and be a part of it. But there's lots of us there that are sending lots of energy, lots of positive energy that way. And, you know, everyone's hoping for just, just so she can live her life the way she wants to live it. It's a pretty basic yeah. thing, right? And I really hope that, that things happen. So when's the next court date? What, what have we got coming up? Today, actually. Um, today at nine o'clock in LA, 9am, they are having a hearing um, and it's, Jamie, Brittany's father's side, they're presenting why they believe it should be Andrew Wallet. Um, then later in November, November 10th, Brittany and her lawyer will be arguing their side. So we just got to buckle up because this is going to go back and forth for a while um, is kind Ooh. of the anticipation we have. Uh, well, but yeah. Just, um, just reminded me, like, what if her sisters, I didn't ask this before and I, I want to cover it before we end, if that's okay. But her sister, yeah. her, what's her sister's role in <sighs> 
back? Oh, it's, it's kind of, a, yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, you know, we did get paperwork that in 2018, um, Brittany's sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, was made um, like the sole trustee on one of Brittany's trusts. I believe this trust was made in like 2003, 2004, before the conservatorship. Yeah. Um, now, we don't know if that decision was something Brittany was involved in or if it was a decision made by her dad. There's just a lot we don't know yet. So I want to kind of be careful when I talk about that. So yeah. I don't know. Essentially, we're going to see. Um, it seems that Brittany, what we do know is that Brittany wants Bessemer trust. And so that's the direction like I'm really supporting. You know, it's, it's always been whatever Brittany wants, that's what we support. So yeah, absolutely. not so sure about the sister, but for sure we know, yay, Bessemer trust. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's see. Let's hope we have uh, some positive momentum and outcomes following following the court today. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and y'all in Australia should you can start your own rally. Yeah, you'll have to do one. Right. Um, <laughs> we got so many things to rally about down here at the moment. So. Right. Actually, it's kind of I've heard it's a little intense down there right now. So maybe that's not the best idea. Yeah. But I um, I mean, and and if you are in Australia, we'll just whack on some Britney Spears songs and just you know. Send us a yeah. Life. Get your energy. People up. can promote, promote digitally, promote the rallies, make a little sign in your window. Just any, even if you teach one person what's going on, that, that makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah, exactly. And it's like we said before, it's, it's a bigger topic. It's, it's about mental health. It's about duty of care. It's about looking after each other on a, a fundamental human to human level, you know, regardless, really, of, yeah. status, or regardless of status. So I just wanted to thank you so much. You have been um, so incredibly insightful and I really hope this has helped people sort of get their head around it a little bit more. And if they want to ask more questions or they're guided, now they, they know where to go. So thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, this has been great to talk about. I know I kind of was all over the place because it's such a big topic, but um, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> Good, yeah. That Aries will, I, I always can trust fire signs to just roll with the punches. Yeah. So. And I've got my, my uh, rising Gemini. So I'm like all air and fire. So I'm all mental all <laughs> over the shop. <laughs> all yes. Awesome. I love awesome. it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll see you on another episode. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. See ya.